The time for empty talk is over. Now arrives. It's time for the John DePietro Show here on News Talk WNRI 1380 AM and 99.9 and 95.1 FM. He's a special kind of sentinel. Mr. DePietro, who is in the eye of the storm. Suddenly, John DePietro became the story. Radio talk show host John DePietro. All right, here we go, folks, on this. It is I, it is Juan. Good morning, that's right. Five more years, Johnny Hockey says. Folks, what a day, what a time to be alive. And we're going to make this time to be alive even better right now. Well, folks, good morning again. It's John DePietro as we uh, kick things off. Hola, Ryan, and this Chris Moran on this acquittal Thursday. The president's going to speak plan on carrying at least part of that. At least part of that. That's the least I can do. I spoke with the White House this morning. They said, Juan, the least you could do is at least take part of the speech. I said, okay, fine. But we do have Dodd coming up at 1. And people like hearing Tim Dodd. Folks, this portion of the program on this acquittal Thursday is brought to you by West Fountain Auto Body. Remember, if you ever find yourself in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain 2, 3340-272-3340, West Fountain Auto Body. Folks, phone lines are open. 766-1380. You're going to need them in a moment. But first, you know, we normally don't do this, but we have a busy day. And let me play a little bit of this. like to call high low fiddler on the roof is it p package at p pack call in right now at 766-1380 766-1380 facebook live people you have to call in we're gonna do a little high low to start off the program this morning tickets are on sale fiddler on the roof we have great seats for you and a guest hold on Calm him down. So distracting. Hold on. Pause that. If you would like to see Fiddler on the Roof at the Providence Homing Arts Center, it's next week. I have tickets for you and a guest right now. All you have to do is we're going to do uh, great seats, as a matter of fact. Great seats. Uh, the Taco White Family Foundation Broadway Series Fiddler on the Roof next week at the PPAC. Tickets are on sale. Log on to the PPAC or call the PPAC box office. Call the PPAC box office at 421 Arts, 421 Arts for tickets to see the very famous Fiddler on the Roof at the PPAC. I hear it's a tremendous version of the show. And listen, and the, the, the tickets are for next week. And so what we're going to do right now is I am going to jot down between 1 and 50. And then all you have to do, we're going to do high-low, is guess that number. Guess the number. And, in fact, you will be the winner for the tickets to see Fiddler on the Roof. So, right now, hello there, Howard Davenport. 766-1380. 766-1380. Oh, suddenly Nancy Pelosi's talking. You know what? I'll, I'll catch some of her. Now is the time. So, uh, if you would like to see tickets for, you would like to see Fiddler on the Roof at the PPAC. It's playing next week. Dial right now, 401 766-1380. All right, let's get our uh, contest music going. Is our high-low music. Up. And we begin. Oh, hold on. I got to get the um, the ringer and the, the buzzer and everything. All right, there we go. Let's see who's first for the tickets to see Fiddler on the Roof at the PPAC. We begin. Good morning. Hello. You're up on 
the John DePietro show. Hello. Hello. Hi there. Now, what's your name? I'm hold on one. Dennis. Hold on one moment. This uh, music is a little distracting to me. Dennis. Good morning, John. All right. Would you like I'm this? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Slow down. Slow down. I know you're excited. First of all, how great is it, Dennis, that the president was acquitted yesterday? Yesterday was a fantastic day, John. It sure was a really big day. All right. Now, have you ever been to the PPAC before? Yes, sir. Oh, you have. All right. It's beautiful theater, so you would not have a problem going. No. Absolutely not. You would not. Okay. Have you ever seen Fiddler on the Roof? I have not seen Fiddler on the Roof. I was on our list of things to do. We oh, haven't good. gotten around to that one yet. That's an iconic musical, right? It's been around for a long time. Huge hit on That's Broadway it. and so forth. So if I was a rich band matchmaker, it's got some hits. All right. Now, this is tough because you're first out of the box, uh, but I give you, you get credit. So, you know what? I'm going to do a special thing. You know, someone suggested this to me. I'm going to, if, if the first caller comes within five of the number, I'm actually going to award the tickets. Isn't that, isn't that fantastic? Sounds great. All right. Now, Dennis, uh, for tickets for Fiddler on the Roof, high-low number between 1 and 50, what is your guess? I'm going to guess 45. Now, why did you say 45. Something felt right about it. That is exactly right. President is actually right. Congratulations. You have won the tickets. You were thinking the same thing. 45 yep. is our president, President Trump. 45. Hello there, Paul Long. How about that? All right, Dennis, congratulations. I want you to stay on the line. And uh, Johnny, Jr. is going to take all your information. Dennis, isn't that fantastic? Um, Hold on. Do not hang up. Do not hang up. So, Jr. he is... JR, those are his JR, those are his tickets right there. All right. All right. Now, but here's the thing. I am in such a good mood, folks, because the president has been. Let me just see what the hell she's saying, though. Pelosi is talking right now. I do want to dip in a little bit. Hold on. Heard a mess. He heard a momentum of growth. Many more statistics. You know what? I don't I change. I, I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear her. I'll tell you what I'm going to do, though is because I'm in such a good mood that President Trump was acquitted. We are going to give away a second pair of tickets. How about that? A second pair of tickets to see Fiddler on the Roof. <laughs> Yesterday, seeing how upset the people were that the president was acquitted. <laughs> it was fantastic. All right, so because of that, we're going to get a uh, new number. Let me focus here. Second pair of tickets, JR. Second pair of tickets, you can't hear me. Um, let's see, another number, 1 to 50. I can't do 245 again. All right, here we go. We have a second pair of tickets. Hold on. Let me see if I get his attention. Second pair of tickets. So get him off the phone. All right, I'll free up that line. Oh, here we go. Hey, good uh, Good morning. You're next on the John DePietro Show. Hello. Hello, how are we? Very well, how are we? I don't know, how are you? I'm doing great. All right. Have you uh, ever been to the PPAC? I have, yes. All right. Well, on the roof. Absolutely. That's right. why I called in. Yep. Oh, that is why you called in. All right. Yeah. Uh, are you happy or upset that the president was acquitted? I am so happy. I'm still smiling from here to Look here. Look at that. All right. Do you understand the concept of high-low? I do. Okay. What is your guess? Number one to 50 for tickets to Fiddler on the Roof at the PPAC. Uh, five. Tell you to say five? No. The guy that answered the phone, are you kidding? Hold on. How is this possible? You, when he you called in, he did not tell you the number is five? No, he did not. All right, all right. Well, there's a reason for that, because that's a good guess, but five is too... Five is too low. Seven, six, six. Too low. So we are nearly in town. One low there, Wolf. To Fiddler on the Roof at the PPAC, I have in my hand a pair of tickets for you and a guest to see Fiddler on the Roof at the PPAC. If you would like to go, the show is next week. These are great seats. Dial in 401-766-1380. Maybe you want to take your mother. Maybe you want to take your father. Maybe you just want to go with yourself. Maybe you want to take a child. Fiddler on the Roof. Great seats. Next week at the PPAC, and all you have to do is guess the number that I have written down. Who is nicer? We are celebrating the acquittal on the show. Good morning, Rob Bennett. Folks, it's a day to celebrate. 401-766-1385. So he guessed five, and I said that that was too low. 
Let's see if we have a winner for the tickets. Good morning. You're next on the John DePietro Show. Hello. Hi. What's your first name? Would you like tickets to see Fiddler on the Roof at the Providence Performing Arts Center? Of course. Okay. Have you ever been to the PPAC before? Yes, I have. You have. All right. So you would long use the ago. tickets. Long time ago. Oh, wait a minute. No, I don't like well, that. So that means you haven't been there well, in a long time? What, are you going to well, get a loss on your way? Give up and just turn around and go home? No, I know where it is at least. All right. I would hope so, for crying out loud. <laughs> song in Fiddler on the Roof that you like. If I were a rich man. If you were a rich man. All right. Now, are you one of the chosen people? Are you one of the chosen people? Are you someone of the Jewish faith? No. Oh, all right. I'm only kidding. That doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Who else would ask that in this day and age? But anyhow, all right. Do you understand the concept of high-low? I do. Do you know Annie, Ernie Del Guizzo? No. No? no. Oh, all right. Okay. Um, what is your guess for high-low? I'm going to say 25. Now, 25 is a good guess. Did JR tell you to say 25? <laughs> No. I find this very odd that the second caller says 25. Yeah? Yeah. Is that good? Well, it's it's good, but unfortunately, it's too... Mm. 25 is too high. Good morning, Stephen. Port St. Lucie, there we go. 766-1380. Someone's going to win the tickets to see Fiddler on the Roof at the PPAC. Good morning. You're next on the John DePietro Show. Hello. Good morning, John. It's been a while since I called in, but how are you? Very well. Would you like tickets to see Fiddler on the Roof at the PPAC? If I was to tell you the truth, I'd have the tickets. There are plenty of people that want tickets. Plenty of people. That's what you call the wrong answer. <laughs> Ron is uh, Ron. Juan is very forgiving, <laughs> except when it comes to that. Why would you say that? Who in the right mind? Now that's not. See, that's someone who's not going to win. Good morning, Deborah. Seven six six thirteen eighty. The fiddler on the roof, folks. Many are called, few are chosen. The good news is we will find someone that that, that wants the tickets. Good morning. You're next on the John DePietro show. Hello. Yes, good morning, John. Good morning. Would you, what's your first name? Jeremy. 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 Now, um, are you named after the uh, Pearl Jam song, Jeremy? Familiar with that song? I've heard of that. All right. Do you know, is the song Jeremy from Pearl Jam in Fiddler on the Roof? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it is not. All right, Jeremy, are you familiar with the phrase and how to play high-low? Yes. You are? All right. Well, we've had a couple of guesses, and, and so the number should be narrowed down. The first caller said five, I said too low. The second caller said 25, and I said too high. So, Jeremy, for tickets to see Fiddler on the Roof, good morning, Rebecca. What is your guess? 18. Now, who told you, did JR tell you to say 18? No, just I find this very help. suspicious. Someone named Jeremy who was named after the Pearl Jam, Pearl Jam songs out of nowhere and guesses 18. I find that very highly suspicious. No? no All right, listen, I it's, just, a, it's yeah. a very good guess. Unfortunately, 18 mm. is too low. It's too low. 766-1380. Wolf, call in if you want. 766-1380. Hold on. Uh, whoever's on the line, hold on a moment, because I want to. Uh, I know I'm doing uh, two things at once. Let me hear this. On these things, given what at least appears to be a strange relationship. Well, we've had a strange relationship for a while, and we were able to keep government open and push back on his um, threats to shut down government if we didn't do this and we didn't do that. And that's right. And uh, uh, I was very proud of the work in a bipartisan way, of our appropriators. They can really work things out, and, and we did, and we pushed back on any threats of shutdown. So we worked together on that. We worked together on the uh, U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. Of, he bragged about delivering it. I don't know if he even knows what's in it because it's so far different of whatever he sent us to begin with. But it does have what does have a framework of enforcement for protection of our workers, protection of our environment, and getting rid of his gift to pharma. Imagine he had a gift to pharma in that in that uh, trade agreement. Will we? Just Pelosi lied. Uh, I want to hear that out. Just another example. 
of his beholdenness uh, to the pharmaceutical industry. So we, we, John, hold we for the tickets. Hold on. Uh, these are things the president said he wanted to do, reduce the cost of prescription drugs and build the infrastructure during the campaign, especially infrastructure. I hardly ever had a conversation with him when he wasn't talking about infrastructure, infrastructure, infrastructure. I think he really wants that. I think he knows our country needs that and I hope that we we were almost there out the door hasn't changed in terms of us as people said to me why would you give him a victory on the trade agreement I said it's not a victory for him not to do that uh, for the benefit it provides for our farmers our manufacturers our workers in our country our hemisphere uh, I mean he just wasn't that important that we would walk away from what they were conceding to us, what they were conceding to us in that legislation. If we didn't get what we want, we couldn't so go that Nancy path. Pelosi live. But we did. Uh, now, John did, did we get everything? No, the negotiation. She, uh, talks uh, about but it's a path to much better trade agreements, and I'm, Madam, I'm pleased Madam, we did Madam, 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 the director has indicated that she, that the president and maybe others with the administration may want to have some payback for what uh, the impeachment and what the Senate did here. When you hear that sort of language, and as we speak, the, the U.S. Capitol Police are investigating a suspicious packet, or excuse me, substance in the office of Congressman Schiff. Well, I don't think that has anything to do with But that said, but, but, but White House and it, it, these types of environments, I mean, I mean, what, what does that make you think? Well, let me just say that, that that language is, first of all, the whole State of the Union was beneath the dignity of the White House, an insult to the Congress of the United States and the American people. So their uh, language is uh, nothing that surprises anyone. But they have to know going to White House and they are giving uh, encouragement to people to do things. Just as remember Charlottesville, people were coming down that hill with tiki torches saying the Jews will not replace us, the Jews will not replace us. And what was the president's statement? They're good people on both sides. Really? The Jews will not replace us and are good people on both sides? So they uh, mysterious view that they have about what their words, uh, the weight their words carry. And there are people out there who, uh, for whatever purpose, I know I'm constantly, I'm not, I don't want to even go into the target that I am because of them, but I can't worry about that. But that was there even before them, just working with president of those same people. But the, um, uh, I, I, I mean, I would like to think that it had nothing to do with what the White House was saying. But I do think they should rein in their comments. Because what they're saying is they're going to be payback to us for upholding the Constitution of the United States, for honoring the vision of our founders for a democracy, a republic, if we can keep it. In a form, fight to protect our freedom, our Constitution, and the aspirations of our children that depend on living in a democracy that is unquestioned in terms of that, where we have freedom of the press to be guardians of that democracy. So, uh, you know, I'm not very fond of commenting on anything they say, uh, but if it's... <laughs> the various House investigative committees have indicated that they would like to subpoena John Bolton. What's your position on that, and then when should it happen? I want to first salute our managers. I think they did a magnificent job in presenting the case for our founders, for our Constitution. Uh, for our country. Every one of them did a magnificent job and Adam Schiff's leadership uh, was a blessing to our country. I'm proud of the work that the Senate did uh, in terms of uh, their response to all of this and their uh, unanimous vote on the House Democrats in support of our Constitution. Uh, we are now in terms of any punishment to the president. He's impeached forever, no matter what he says or whatever headlines he wants to carry around. You're impeached forever. You're never getting rid of that scar. Uh, and history will always record that you were impeached for 
undermining the security of our country, jeopardizing the integrity of our elections, and violating the Constitution. Our purpose in all of this, in addition to holding him accountable so he stops doing what he's doing, and no future president thinks that she or he uh, could have liberty to take us away from a republic, if you can keep it, to a Second Amendment enables me to do whatever I want. No, that's not what our Constitution is about. So we will continue to do our oversight of the Constitution, which is three co-equal branches of government, each a check and balance on the other. And uh, some we have some cases in court now, McCann and taxes and that, and, and that will take time. We didn't need to have that come to a fruition uh, with because we had a strong enough case to impeach and remove. But if there are others that we see as an opportunity, we'll make a judgment at that time. But we have no plans right now. Could you describe what you were thinking this morning as the president said that impeachment was a terrible ordeal put through by corrupt, dishonest people, by which he meant you and other Democrats? Yes. He really needs our prayers. So he can say whatever he wants. He can say whatever he wants, but I do pray for him, and I do so sincerely and without anguish. You know, I gently does way I pray for everybody else. Uh, I thought what he said about what he said about Senator Romney was without class. What did he say? There's some people who use faith as an excuse to do the wrong things. You remember what he said about Romney? You got that there? What? A, what it's so inappropriate at a prayer breakfast. You want to go to the prayer breakfast, prayer in the school, vouchers, a woman's right to choose, all those things that that's a ripe audience for. And that's something about faith. You know, it may not be something. I agree with, but it's appropriate. But to go into the stock market and raising up his acquittal thing and mischaracterizing uh, other people's motivation, he's talking about things that he knows little about, faith and prayer. Yes, ma'am. Did you step on that message by tearing up the statement? No, I tore up a manifesto of mistruths. It's very hard for us to get you to talk about the issues that we are working on, uh, HR3, infrastructure and the rest. He misrepresented all of that. It was necessary to say this is not true and this is how it affects you. And I don't need any lessons from anybody, especially the President of the United States, about dignity. Dignity. Is it okay to start saying four more years in the House of Representatives? It's just unheard of. Is it unheard of people there who don't share his view as well as to misrepresent, present falsehoods? Some would use the word lie. I don't like to use the word lie uh, about what he is saying. So, no, I think it was completely, entirely appropriate. And considering some of the other exuberances within me, the courteous well, Does it give you pause, I know you'd like another president, but to invite him back for State of the Union, given what you're describing as... President of the United States. That is an absolute imperative for our country, for our Constitution, for the... Land that we love from sea to shining sea, which he degrades almost every day, but several times a week, uh, for who we are as a people, a nation, Native American, a nation of whom he denigrates. So I'll give this another minute. Values, Nancy Pelosi, live right now. Boy, just she's is really disloyal to the Constitution, degrades the environment, um, uh, denigrates who we are as a people, and and 
undervalues who we are as a great country that is a good that is a good country where people of community. Uh, it's appalling the things that he says, and then you say to me, uh, tearing up his falsehoods. Isn't that the wrong mess? No, it isn't. It's just I have tried to be gracious with him. I'm always dignified. I thought that was a very dignified act compared to my exuberance, as I said. Uh, but any president to use that capital, that chamber of the House of Representatives, of the People's House, as a backdrop for him. Now, all presidents have guessed, constant guests. That was not a state of the union. That was a state, his state of mind. We want a state of the union. Where are we? Where are we going? Let me just show you how many guests I can draw. And let me say how I can give a Medal of Honor. Do it in your own office. We don't come in your office and do congressional business. Why are you doing that here? Quite frankly, when he started talking about someone with stage four cancer, all of that, I thought he was, I don't know which stage uh, John Lewis's cancer is at, but when he's going to talk about John Lewis, a hero in our country, so in any event, I feel very liberated. I feel very liberated. I feel that uh, I've extended every possible courtesy. I've shown every level of respect. I say to my members, all this is an eternal animosity. There are eternal friendships. But you never know on what uh, cause right, you make. That is uh, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. I'll play some of the highlights uh, coming up. All right, let's get back because I want to. The president's going to speak at noon. Let's give away our tickets for the PPAC. I, I can only listen to so much nonsense from Pelosi. Don't you All right, let's go back right now. Tickets for the PPAC. I want to thank our callers who have been so patient on the line. Obviously, they want to see Fiddler on the Roof at the Providence Foaming Arts Center. It's playing next week for tickets called Fort Twin Arts. Fort Twin Arts or visit the PPAC box office at PPACRI.org. Back to the phones for high low. Good uh, good morning. You're on the John DePietro show. Hello. Hi, John. Hi, Des. Thank you. I'm a Pelosi. Okay. All right. What is your guess for high low? I didn't hear what 18 was. Too high or too low? 18 was too low. Ooh, uh, so I'll say 21. 20, who, who told you to say 21? Did JR? No, he didn't. No. 21 is a good game. 21 is too high. 21 is too high. We're so close. 766-1380. Good morning. You're next on the John DePietro Show. Hello. Hello. Hey there. What's your first name? Scott. I, I can't hear you. It's Scott. Scott. All right. Scott, now, have you ever been to the PPAC? Yes, I have. You have? Okay. Now, are you listening right okay. now? Are you focused? What's the tickets. What's the show that we're giving the tickets away to? Fiddler on the Roof. Fiddler on the Roof. Okay. And you've been to the PPAC? Yeah, we went to the Jimmy Buffett Margarita. Oh, okay. Oh, did you win tickets to that from me? No. No, we bought tickets. You did. All right. You know you can dial for Twin Arts. All right, Scott, what is your guess for high-low for the tickets to see Fiddler on the Roof at the PPAC? I'd say uh, 19. 19 is a very good game. Too low. Too low, JR. Too low. 766-1380. Let's go back to the phones. Good morning. You're next on the John DePietro Show. Hello. Hi, John. Hi there. What's your first name? Dave. Dave. All right, Dave, have you ever been to the PPAC? I have, yes, sir. All right, and, and you would use the tickets if you won them to see Fiddler on the Roof. Absolutely. Oh. Uh, it's going to have to be 20. 20 is exactly right. Congratulations. That is exactly right. You have won the tickets, Steve. Congratulations. Hey, all right. Do not hang up. Do not hang up. You have won the tickets. It's a wonderful show. You have great seats. JR is going to take down all your information. Dave, congrats to the show. Let me know how much you enjoyed it. Okay, I will, John. Thank all right. you very much. Hold on the line. Do not hang up. JR, you can take them, folks. There you go. That is uh, Dave is our winner for tickets to see 
Fiddler on the roof at the PPAC. Fiddler on the roof. Congratulate. Thank you for everyone that called. Uh, we can only have so many winners, so many people. Very, very close. People love it, though. Another successful version of high-low. All right, with that, I wanted to give it away because, folks, and again, good morning. Good morning, John Brasco. Um, President Trump is going, it's John DePietro, 766-1380. You can email me, john at dipietro.com, john at dipietro.com now. You heard House Speaker Nancy and President Trump is set to speak at noon. He was acquitted yesterday. Um, like a lot of people, I, I, um, you know, I, I've, I've met Senator Romney. I've interviewed Senator Romney. When I first interviewed Senator Romney, he was my first show in Boston. And I respected him. I was then, I have a very fond memory of, at the time, Governor Romney and his wife, Ann Romney, who was a big fan of my program. And I was with them at a, a Super Saturday party in Jacksonville. Treats played in the Super Bowl against the Eagles. So the game, the Super Bowl was obviously on the Sunday. Patriots, Philadelphia, in Jacksonville. And there was a big party the day before, and everyone from New England came to it. And I was in the VIP area with Governor Romney and Ann Romney, and she was a huge fan of my radio show. And I had the nicest time with them. Um, greetings with them. I used to go to his Christmas party. Like many people, you know, I, I'm disappointed. But I, I, I don't think, I, I'm not going to beat him up a lot. I'm not. I know other people are going to do that. I'm going to leave that to them. Because I've always liked Mitt. And I voted for him in 2012. I did. And um, I actually, with Scott Brown, Senator Brown, and then Mitt was running for president in 2012. And I did vote for him. But I don't think, I don't think um, it really had to do with impeachment. I think that Mitt Romney, Senator Romney voting in favor of the impeachment. This goes back to, I think anyway, that he just feels so, he can't wrap his arms around what happened. I mean, he was the nominee in 2012, and then he didn't run in 16, and he did run in 08, and it didn't go that great. Then he was the, the nominee in 12, and he lost to President Obama. And I, and I just think he, I think Pres, uh, Senator Romney views it differently. He does have sour grapes. He does, Frank. Um, that I, I th- but he, it, it was never going to work. See, there's, there's, there's different types of Republicans. What, what President Trump does, and I, I do want this to be like a celebration show in a way. So if you're listening right now on Facebook Live, let's do some thumbs up for the big acquittal. People right now, you can, there we go, some thumbs up or smiles. I mean, that was huge. This whole thing is finally over. With uh, this ridiculous impeachment that, that they were putting the president through, it was so unfair. Give the guy a chance to govern. But what I, I, I just don't think Mitt Romney, you know, you have a couple of people like this. Some of the never Trumpers, right? Mitt Romney, Gary Sack. I understand what they're up against. You're dealing with people. The Democrat Party is so conniving and they're filled, they're pathological liars and they will cheat. And they will do anything to win. And when you're dealing with people like that, it, it's kind of like Sean Connery in The Untouchables when he's talking about the Chicago way. And it was, you know, they pull a knife, you pull yours to the hospital, you send 10 of theirs to the morgue. That is how you have to deal with these people. They are crooked. Look in Rhode Island. You know, I have on my Facebook page, there they are, the five frauds. These people, you know, if there was any justice, they would, they would be in a, well, Mattiello may be in a jail cell. Um, there's the stuff on Pork Boy and everything else. Um, hold on. But I, I have the, the picture of the people, a lock on the state. There it is. Cicilline, Alorza, Nelly Gorbia, Ramundo, and Mattiello. They all must go. The five most corrupt political leaders in the state. The five frauds. 114 comments, and they are. When you're dealing with the likes of that, Ramundo, look at this yesterday. She is campaign. Good morning, Janet. 
And, you know, you really see what was at stake when she stole the election. When Governor Gina Raimondo stole the election from Cranston Mayor Alan Fung in November of 18. When she stole that election with 60,000 absentee ballots, total corruptible. She was at Cicilline's in on it. They are absolutely corrupt to the core. But look, she had her eye on the prize. She knew, unless she stole the election from Fung, that she was never, good morning, Jennifer, that she was never going to become uh, head of the Democrat National Government Association. And then it wouldn't put her in a spot with the issues yesterday with New York City Mayor Mike Bloomberg before. Um, and I want to stay on track here. 766 But folks, this is so important. You know. I spoke to someone this morning and they said, oh, yeah, you know, Raimondo for VP. Let, let me just explain something. That, that is such a provincial attitude. I, I, I'm not falling for this stuff that Gina Raimondo is going to be Bloomberg's vice presidential. It's like this Rhode Island mentality. But if you've ever traveled, listen, it's a big country. OK, are you really going to have a ticket where you have the mayor of New York and then you, but let me even go farther than that. The Jewish former mayor of New York. And then who is his running mate? The in the country from Rhode Island. Both states, city, three hours apart. Does that really sound like a plan to win? I mean, is there anyone listening that has traveled? I, I can't believe these people, like, do you? Do you watch television? Do you, do you watch the landscape? I know the Raimondo people want to push that. Folks, if you're Bloomberg, what does she bring to the ticket? You have people in Florida. You have people in swing states. You have people in Michigan. You have people in Ohio. You know, the real person, Amy Klobuchar, Senator Klobuchar, is the moderate Gina Raimondo. She could maybe bring you the state of Minnesota. That's a swing state. If there's a choice between Senator Amy Klobuchar, who, by the way, is actually think Raimondo didn't back Klobuchar. How about the, the, there's, you know, Biden was looking at this guy, the guy who is, he's a person of color, and he lost to be governor of Florida. He's obviously very popular in Florida. There's other people out there, like, these people, what, what, what does she bring to the, she doesn't bring anything to the ticket. Well, Gina Raimondo could be the team. She would love that. But, like, think beyond that. Someone was telling me this morning, well, you know, she's very well. What do you mean well-known? By who? I know people in the party. But you have people in Texas. You have people, like I said, that I think Gillum in Florida. You have Stacey Abrams. Who, she still thinks she was the governor of, of Georgia. That's a, big, that's a big state to pull. I mean, think beyond that. If you have a choice between either Amy Klobuchar's on the ticket or Gina Raimondo's on the ticket, first of all, Bloomberg's not even going to be the nominee. Do you think the Sanders people are going to let him? Bernie Sanders basically won Iowa when he's about to win New Hampshire next Tuesday. So all this talk about VP, and on top of that, Hillary Clinton, she's, she's floating it out to Bloomberg that she wants, she'll be his VP. So now you have a choice between Hillary Clinton, say what you want. She got a lot of votes for president. The Clintons have a lot of allies. If you're Mike Bloomberg and you have a choice between Hillary Clinton or Amy Klobuchar or Gina Raimondo, which one do you think he picks? Look, it, there is something. I mean, the def, Bloomberg, if, if he were the nominee, I, I'm not convinced he's going to be. That's right. I was in New Hampshire this week, only saw two sides, Bernie. Saw with Bernie and Amy. That's right, Jared. Although... Uh, watch Mayor Pete. Mayor Pete is surging, and Warren still has um, good ground game. The Biden campaign is over. The Biden campaign, just a matter of time now. He's going nowhere. Hi there, Debbie. But folks, think a little bit beyond that. I mean, again, if you're Mike Bloomberg, or maybe even a former military person, I mean, you'd have to have someone. When you're talking about a VP slot, it's it's. You don't pick someone who's the mirror of yourself. She and Bloomberg, they, she doesn't act woman. You want someone that gives you something that you're not. And with President Trump, 
Uh, Vice President Mike Pence, he did provide that. And from a big state, by the way. So that was a different type of choice. If you're Bloomberg, you, you look at what it is that would kind of level the playing field. And you want to, you know, bring someone that's going to maybe offer some things that you don't have. Like, based on what? What does she bring? Zero. No, I understand Tim Kaine. I mean, what did he bring Hillary? Nothing. I get that. But I, I really don't think Bloomberg's going to be the nominee. This thing is going to get bloody. The only thing he has, and he's an impressive guy, don't get me wrong. I mean, I wouldn't, wouldn't vote for him now, not if he's uh, Ramundos with him. He, he's going to need something. What, how did, it is true, John McCain did pick Sarah Palin. And how did that turn out? Not well. How did that turn out? Now, when I say the Biden campaign is over, um, he hasn't officially, but the, there's nothing there. I mean, Biden finished fourth in Iowa, and he almost got beat by Amy Klobuchar. Biden finished fourth. It, it is, I mean, it's not over yet. It's about to be over. He, I think he's going to slug it out because they still have good numbers in South Carolina. But that will change. Momentum shifts. All right, 766-1380. Now, I am torn. President Trump is going to speak at noon. I want to hear some of that. I think it's important. And then our legal expert, Tim Dodd, is going to join me coming up at 1 o'clock. Now, listen, I want to remind you, if you're out and about today, our friends at Ron's Pastry Gourmet, Bakery and Cafe, they are open. The freshest cookies and pastry, chocolate-covered Donuts, the most delicious cannolis, Ron's Pastry Gourmet, located 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. They're right near AAA in Providence. Hello, Elizabeth. They are all set for Valentine's, making pastry great again. Everything is fresh, delicious brownies. They just opened on Monday. Ron's Pastry Gourmet, bakery and cafe, cookies, pastries, chocolate-covered donuts, cakes, And pies, everything fresh, delicious brownies. Stop it and see Ron and Melissa. You've seen them at Waterfire. Maybe you've seen them at some of the different little drive in Providence, right near AAA, right off of Silver Spring Street and right near Branch Avenue. It's off of Branch Avenue. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. He is so talented and it's delicious. All right, 766-1380. Again, the president is going to speak. Um, the president is going to speak coming up at noon. And then uh, we will be uh, joined by. I, I want to hear, obviously, this will be the president's first official words, although apparently he did speak during the prayer breakfast. President rips impeachment foes at the prayer breakfast. Uh, and now it's now 60 percent chance for reelection. President Trump is in a great position. A lot more coming up on The John DePietro Show. Do you own and operate a small business in your Rely on communicating with their employees while they're out in the field to make the switch to T-Mobile for Business. This is Sal with T-Mobile for Business, and I encourage you to reach out to me today at 401-332-0000. This is a perfect time to make the switch to T-Mobile for Business. Right now, we have unlimited plans with unlimited talk, text, and data with no contract, great deals on iPhones and Samsungs. This is for business. Stop wasting money. Call me for a free consultation at 401-332-0000. Again, 401-332-0000. Stop wasting money with your current cell phone carrier. Call me today, Sal with T-Mobile for Business, 401-332-00. JKL Engineering, the heating season is here. Let JKL... Let them design and install natural gas, high-efficiency, carry-infinity system. Energy-efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. If you're saying no gas, guess what? No problem. They can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. Highest rebates on the market. Licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Call J.K.L. Engineering. Call J.K.L. Engineering today. 401-351-7600. Estimates are free. Financing is available. Residential, commercial. But J.K.L. Engineering, they are your heating experts. J.K.L. 401-351-7600. You are listening to the John DePietro Show on 99.9 FM and 1380 AA. All right, folks, let's go right to your phone calls. Good morning. It is John DePietro, 766-1380. To the phone, we go. Good morning. You're up on the John DePietro Show. Hello. Hello. Good morning, John. This is Gary from Cranston. 
Gary. Go right ahead. Um, you know, uh, the, the queen who and her sycophantic followers who think of Bloomberg's vice president are delusional. Completely delusional. I just don't, I mean, I, I just find that to be kind of provincial thinking. If you look at the full landscape of, I just don't, you know, and again, I, I would love it because it would be great if we had someone local that was then in the national race and that's that's even if he beats bernie sanders which i'm you have to look outside of that um i i just don't see other than being a female and a governor the fact that rhode island new york is so close i i just don't think that brings a lot to the ticket it really just becomes like a a northeast ticket exactly i mean she's uh like you said, the smallest state, she's very unpopular. Man, I've spoken with several people who live in Massachusetts, and they've never heard of her. Well, that's what I mean. They, I mean, they don't I know, even know who she is. No, they don't know who she is. And if you're, let, let's face it, a lot of this is, what, what. look at the reaction already from the Democrat Party, because they say, you know, there were no people of color on the stage, as far as these debates um, it, I, the visual being a female. You know who I think is actually very impressive the more I see him? He seems to have a quirky way about him. I, I don't know a lot about him, but it's that Andrew Yang. I mean, he is someone, he is a, a brilliant, he's Asian, um, he's already out there, he has people following him and behind him. But Ramundo, th- there is a version of Ramundo Gary Klobuchar from Minnesota. Yes. She's yes, the female moderate, right? So, and she yes. could maybe deliver you the state of Minnesota. I mean, she's a senator from Minnesota. She could maybe help you, if you're Bloomberg, with Minnesota, Wisconsin, kind of the Rust Belt. You, you need someone. He, you would need one of those states. One last, last time uh, in 2016, Ramundo doesn't give you any of those states. No, not at all. None. Zero. No. But I just, I, I can't, I just find it to be very provincial thinking. People saying, oh yeah, you know, Ramundo's going to be the VP. As you said, you know, people, can you imagine in Florida or California, especially in the battleground states though, right? The, the swing states of North Carolina, Ohio, Pennsylvania. W- would Gina Ramundo help him win Michigan, Minnesota, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Florida, she, she's not going to help you with any of those states. Well, you know, Michael uh, Bloom, uh, Blumenberg, I mean Bloomberg. That's uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, said he's, been, he's had his eye on her, you know, for several years, like, you know, top shelf. I said, really? If you've kept your eye on her? She has a, a, virtually no department in this state runs properly. No. Most of them are incompetently led. Yep. And uh, this, uh, scandals, uh, uh, I consider scandals going on in some of these departments. She's been a uh, failure like, as a governor. She's been a failure yeah. as a governor. And now Sarah Bloomberg's uh, campaign, yes. uh, I mean, she's, she's uh, checked out a long time ago. She, she, is. she won't be here at all. She will not be here at all. I mean, and this is even her second. She's first involved with the pact, with the field operations and some of the battleground states against the president. Now co-chair of the Bloomberg campaign. You know, but if you're him, beggars can't be choosers. She's the first one that raised her hand. She's the first elected official at this point. He'll take anything, you know, I mean, he'll take anything he can get. She is the first one to step up. I find it very opportunistic that she waited to see that Iowa is a meltdown. She waited to see how Joe Biden was going to do in Iowa. He finished fourth, and now Raimondo jumps in with Bloomberg. Oh, yeah. That's what happened, right? right? I mean, that's, that's, let's be honest. That's, that's exactly the call. Uh, To the victor goes the spoils. I still say... Politically, for her, it's a very strategic move. I don't see a downside for it. Uh, 766-1380. Good morning. You're next on the John DePietro Show. Hello. Good morning, John. It's Leah. Hi there, Leah. Good morning. Go right ahead. Listen, I I listened to you yesterday with the um, fellow from the newspaper, and you're absolutely right. Joe was she's just using this state as a ladder to climb yep. and for her own self-aggrandizement. Yes. And you mentioned something. The next thing you, you, you said, next thing we're going to see her on Fox News. And last night on the Shannon Bream show, 
They did a, a bit with the governor of Rhode Island and Bloomberg. This is what she wants. She wants, yes. she, I mean, she has none. I mean, she's the worst governor in, in the United States. Now, uh, that so far, uh, so-called worst governor in the United States. And she's absent half the time. Aside from all her bungling of, of the years that she's been in there, she's hardly ever around. This is what we elected her for, yep. for a stepping stone to something bigger. And that uh, Bloomberg stands a chance. I really don't. And I'll, I think I'll tell you, Leah, you know, I, I respect your opinion on this. To Biden. I, I don't think people, uh, they're not seeing what's happening. Ber Bernie Sanders, he just won Iowa. I mean, now that they're yes. doing it, now that yes. may have peaked it very well. But Bloomberg, I mean, excuse me, Sanders, Bernie won Iowa. He's a about to win New Hampshire next Tuesday. You listen to him and his followers, Leah. Do you think they're going to just stand aside from like Bloomberg? They are ready no. to battle to the death. They're not exactly. going to give up. Exactly. Uh, they're just not. And he probably will be the nominee. Hopefully. I mean, he's the winner. Whether they'll make him the nominee, that's another question. Because they're so corrupt. The Democrats, they would, uh, this morning, just a few few minutes, Pelosi's rebuttal yes. to President Trump speech that's going to be on at 12 o'clock. She is a simpleton. Some of the remarks she made, she said the reason she was turning the papers so quickly is she's a speed reader. She is mentally ill is what she is. She said the president, the reasons, one of the reasons she tore everything up is it looked drugged while he was giving the speech. Uh, of all the accomplishments that Ob he's riding on the accomplishments of the Obama administration. That's ridiculous. But Leah, come, come back to Bernie. Come back to Bernie uh, for a moment. If, if you yep. and I, let's just say we're not, but if you and I are on board the Sanders train and he wins Iowa and then he's going to win faded, Sanders is poised to win Nevada. I don't know how he's going to do in South Carolina, but we, we are fully behind Bernie. We cheer every time he uh, vilifies billionaires. Why on earth would we stand aside and let billionaire, former Republican, Mike Bloomberg, become the nominee? It's, you exactly. and I are looking at each other like, no way. It's not exactly. happening. Well, all of them have been... Defiling every millionaire and billionaire who's smart enough to drop millionaire. Now it's just billionaires right. here again. You're right. Because Bernie Sanders is a millionaire. That other little yep. corp there, Elizabeth Warren, is a millionaire. These people. But it's the same thing we went through with Trump. Think of it. Think of it. They, they didn't want Trump. Look what they've been doing to him. See, they don't think right. he should have won. Yeah. They're doing the same thing to Bernie Sanders, what it was like. He is. To, even though he's a winner, you know, according to the public uh, and according to the Iowa caucus and so forth. But yet they won't accept him. They, they will, did the they same never, and they've done the same to Trump. That's, they it's will never, sickening. they will never accept him, Leah. They won't. And that's why, th Leah, thank you for the call. i got to stay on track for the, uh, the news. Um, by that Bloomberg, that, that he's just going to push Bernie Sanders aside. I'm not... I'm not I, and I agree. I, Bernie Sanders is not electable nationwide, but he is on the verge. He won Iowa. He's about to win New Hampshire. Folks, here's what we're going to do. It's Sean DePietro. Stay with me. We're going to um, break for the 12 o'clock news right now. President Trump is set to speak. I'm going to see. I want to carry it. going to join me. Stay with us. A lot ahead on this Thursday. WNRI and W236CW in socket. 1380 AM and 95.1 FM.